I'm Jared. And I'm Nathaniel. And welcome to A Cup of Tea. Everyone's intelligence has been shaped by distinct personal experiences. If you're curious to shed light on both humanity's collective and intimate truths, then have a seat with an open mind and a full glass as we examine reality through the blurry lens of our own individual perspectives. Have an ice cold sip while we talk about spirituality. Hi, I'm Nathaniel, and I want to take a moment to welcome you, traveler, here on this next step on our path as we find our ways walking through the willow groves, as we come on to a nice spring morning, the sun just peeking over the crest. You hear the gentle sound of the cicadas waking up their wings as you feel that sun kiss you warm, but still there's this nice cool breeze as the night refuses to let go in its dying breaths. The dew drops on your bare feet as you walk through the fields. And you come up and kind of feel this sense of euphoria. It starts with a shiver in your toes, works your way up through the ankles, through the back of the calves, through the knees, up the thighs, and through the core, where it finds this nice warmth sensation and this growth where you're feeling like you're setting out to overcome and take on whatever this journey has for you. Luckily enough, you look next to yourselves and you find yourself looking at a beautiful, handsome, rugged individual. A smile that will smit the ladies a mile away. I am lucky enough to be accompanied here at this stop on our journey with my lovely friend, Jared. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing wonderful, Nathaniel. Thank you for that beautiful intro. And I will tell you, I do have a lady who is quite smitten with my smile. I'm very happy about that. Uh, so, I, out of character, At least it did quick. something for me. Yeah, out of character real quick. You got he, Jared, he's, he's, he's selling it short right there. He has one of the like, most <laughs> beautiful, like progressive Americana lives. And... It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And your life is so amazing. And it includes such a fantastic wife, too, um, who yes. is, people can't say enough about her, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, not to not to cut um, the wonderful Fantasia short or anything like that. We do have, uh, we have we have a little bit of a time constraint today, so I want to make sure we stay on topic here. Um, of course. But we're going to be really firing from the hip on this one because we're going to talk about a topic that we've been talking about since we've been friends. Um, we're yes. just going to have, we're going to talk about what our spirituality is and why is that important? The reason that's important is because, well, you're here stuck listening to our narratives, both on ACOT and The Descent. And this is how we frame everything. And I've done this in the, in the very beginning of this and a couple of years ago, right? And I think this is a very healthy spot check in to kind of see where the that transition has uh, occurred. And the, how I'm going to begin framing this is because I refuse to be a silent Buddha. And Jared, do you know what a silent Buddha is? No, please enlighten me. Well, what do you think it is based off of just that? A silent Buddha. I would say somebody who feels enlightened in themselves, but is not really sharing that with other people. And is not really like, you're not sharing your perspective with other people. You're not really like, like that, that. That's what I would think of it. But I don't know. I'm probably completely wrong. I'm probably like, actually, you're actually 10, not, you're not, you're not too far off. So Maybe a couple um, miles. 
Yeah, no, you're 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 within the right um you're within the right text. I'll give you that. So right zip is, code, city, state. Yeah, you're definitely right. That you be I, I'd be able to send it through <laughs> to the right shipper. Don't worry. Okay. A silent Buddha is basically someone who so you know how Siddhartha um, is the current Buddha of our current age, right, and everything like that. He's uh, he reached enlightenment and was able to pass along his teachings, um, and that's the current age of the current Buddha. Where it's Siddhartha's age, right? That the age of that mm -hmm. Buddha. A silent Buddha is someone who was in a time period when there was no one who was enlightened, right? These are the time that, like, because Buddhism exists on a time scale that's billions of years, right? It's these different, it's right. this very cyclical thing, right? It's not a, a linear time scale like how we have linear time scale um, in Western society that we grew up with and in Abrahamic faiths that we also grew up with. There's times where there's active Buddha teachings and there's times where there's not active Buddha teachings in this very long cosmic universe, right? And that doesn't mean people don't become enlightened during that time period, right? There's still beings that become enlightened and they just, they're for whatever reasons they don't teach or they, their teachings don't survive and trigger uh, an age of enlightenment, right? Because we're quite literally in an age of enlightenment, right? We're in Siddhartha's age of enlightenment, right? Right. right. Um, and eventually this will end and we'll enter in our dark period, right? Until someone else reaches and uncovers a noble truth and all that stuff, right? And, uh, that is everyone a five minute version of Buddhism. So I apologize if I left out some details, <laughs> but that is a yeah, very. That I'm is sure a five, you looked at a lot of details. There, that is a five minute version of Buddhism time scale and cosmic cosmology, right? <laughs> but a silent Buddha is someone who reached enlightenment and their teaching does not survive or whatever X, Y, and Z right thing, right? And I don't think of myself as a Buddha, right? I don't think of any as a Buddha, unfortunately, because unfortunately, that's just I don't think either of us are enlightened, plain and simple, right? No. Um, I don't, that's not the, the school I subscribe to, but I refused on the off chance in this lifetime, if either one of us actually obtains enlightenment to not have our teachings somehow survive, right? Yeah. Not them be our teachings. And this is where I'm going to now not lead the conversation away from what traditional religion is into what I where my spirituality is now. Uh, okay. I think you know, I'm a monist. We, that is very clear. We've I, and that is a conversation we've had since we've be friends, right? I believe that this universe is, we are all just the universe experiencing itself as human for a little bit, right? Um, That's I think what that, uh, the great Carl Sagan once said, right? Yes, exactly. We are the universe I, observing itself as human, right? Um, and on a spiritual side, like the woohoo side that I, I subscribe to is that on the simplest form, we are all just energy and we're all just energy in the universe at, on its base level, whatever, you know, the smallest particle turning into wavelengths, turning into just pure energy, right? Whatever that looks like. And when we're trying to understand dark matter and dark energy and those forces, you know, is me very, how I look at that is very much understanding what is the universe and those forces are. And that is my spirituality, right? That is what it is. It's a very science informed in that way you know um where it is like i want to understand what it is to be the universe right and what it, we mm -hmm. are stardust right and what it is to be that experience and i i think that it is possible that if we one of us reaches enlightenment if one of you listener traveler reaches enlightenment if we are able to reach enlightenment that changes what the universe becomes that is the crux of what I believe transcendence is, enlightenment is, and all that. I believe that the all enlightens the one, and the one enlightens the all, is because I do not believe we are in a current enlightened age. I believe, essentially, that actually we are in a dark age, or in cosmic Buddhism thought. I believe, and the reason why I believe that is because 
on a human experience, we all agree something is wrong. Think we know something is changing in our system, right? Now that has materialized, at least here in the West, um, especially in the US, as a very, very heavy polarization between the right and the left and very big chance for, you know, heightened political violence in the next election cycle, right? We're in our democracy is at a very unhealthy place and we all feel it and we all feel this very big stress and we see and we see and it's a global thing, right? I And I think that that is some of the pains that we're experiencing is because something is fundamentally wrong with the universe. And that is the, the sticking point that I'm struggling with with my spirituality right now. And one of the reasons why I wanted to come back to the roots to figure and have this conversation with you, my friend, um, to figure out that because I'm someone who believes that it's just the universe experiences itself as human, right? And right. there's a lot of other forces of energy just, and I don't, I don't think it's ordained. I think that we have goals that we work towards, right? And the universe itself on a macro scale is working towards, right? But mm -hmm. I, it's not like Illuminati, like, you know, preordained, you know, you know Alex <laughs> New World right. Order. Exactly, right? It's not that. It's, yeah. but I do think that there, but then the, it comes down as I am the one, you are the one, as, you know, fucking Tr Donald Trump is the one, as fucking Bernie Sanders is the one, as all that, right? We're all in our individual ones. And that is the many, right? That's the all, right? That is the collective, right? In essence. Yeah. And, but then you expand that with how I view agency, which I've talked about in, the, in this podcast before, to literally including like plants, places, you know, mountains, stuff like that, right? And then now make that a universe thing something's fundamentally off. And I think that, you know, um, I think that it's reflected in all of this collective unconsciousness, maybe. That's you what know, I would that call we, it. Yeah, collective unconsciousness. But, and I don't Article know entanglement. If, if that's a sign that we're taking the next steps forward on a cosmic scale to be waking, you know, waking up the great awakening, not like some, you know, something like that, but like taking right. a growth step collectively, right? And I think, or is there some, other forces that is there like demons from hell is alex jones have any relevancy is there these you know <laughs> satanic cabals right you know or something like that i because something's wrong and you know i don't mm -hmm. know where that sits in my spiritual world and mm -hmm. i'm struggling with that right so and you need this as an outlet to kind of exude those thoughts right no it just and, to and have you, someone you want else to you want to you want to just talk about this right because yeah, where, where, what does that mean, right? What, yeah, you know, what I, is, I understand. What, what is that, you know, because I don't think I'm any closer to reaching enlightenment. In, in fact, you know, I do believe in reincarnation and everything like that. I actually think I fucking have plenty of lives to go if I'm being real about it. And But my soul does not feel alive. I, 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 I want to feel like I'm this old man, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on all any of that stuff, but right. all I know is like, I feel like, like, I still have so much more to do and i believe and that. i feel like that we all f and but the thing is like i'm not the only one like and that feels that and that's why i'm not because i don't think i'm jesus i don't think i'm the buddha i think that we all you know have this universal cosmic connection that's literally the energy right right and i think and you're talking about it being the collective unconsciousness and we're seeing it not be right well I don't know, man. Wait, wait, sorry, I, I rambled there for about a solid five minutes. Let's take this back. Let's get back to just what's this being a conversation here. I I really um, like hearing your thoughts on this. Yeah. Again, we've talked about some of this stuff over the years, but just to really see your evolution to where you're at today and how the stress of today's political climate, the climate crisis, all these different things, like just really representing that 
our society, our planet is not in a really good place. And you're just trying to reconcile like, well, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Right? Like yeah. what, what does it mean? I completely yeah, you know. understand that. And it, 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 again, and that's where I feel like my podcast comes in handy because it's all about seeing different perspectives and reconciling that with what we collectively know to be truth or science. Right? So I think your perspective is 100% valid, just like mine is 100% valid, even if they're different in some ways, right? So that's part of being human. That's part of understanding the universe. Like, I feel like, you know, in my opinion, there, there could be different definitions of enlightenment, depending on your faith, depending on what context it is. Like, some people might interpret true enlightenment as being completely omniscient and like understanding the universe and being the universe right and others might see it as just being a well-noted scholar or something like that someone that maybe is that doesn't believe in a higher power or something like that so it, it's all about those different perspectives and i think it it's really key to analyze those different perspectives because that's what kind of helps link us together in that camaraderie to really understand appreciate one another and move forward as a society i feel like part of the reason why we're so stuck is that we hate each other like we don't yeah. love each other and that, yeah. that that is the fundamental issue with society is that like we don't appreciate people's differences because there is no if 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 i was some cosmic being right with that ability to be jesus right yeah <laughs> right? you wouldn't have it would be a love thy neighbor right i'd be like yeah fucking love everyone we're all kindness and we're going to have weird orgies with it right and, and how many um, people would believe you right that's the thing is it's we're, like so we're not there we can we can all agree that's not that's not what it is right now right mm -hmm. like we can that that's something that like that so going back to your world and my world right so that's mm -hmm. not we don't have someone we don't have something it's not mess messianic right we're not we're, right. not we're not doing some occult thing right or anything like that no. so <laughs> no. um yeah no so i just think that you know it's this is it's just much more human thing right i I'm a, i mean i guess the best thing for me to describe myself now as a humanist you know in that a, a, a humanist mm -hmm. and a modest are the terms i'm going to self-label with um because i do think that we are having this collective where this this the, the unconsciousness is becoming consciousness in a lot of way and we're seeing it spill over i mean and you can even have it be like the weird story that that the reality of what tom DeLong did with ufos when blink you know that's the thing that's in our timeline now so right. we had we had soft classification or disclosure because of a guy from blink 182. <laughs> then yeah yeah right um mm-hmm so we do there are precipitous changes and our home is forcing us to change we're either going to have to really grow up as humans or we're not going to be here in the same context much longer right i don't think we're going to be extinct but like we are you know so like you know i i do consider the earth an organism it is it absolutely is and i don't think it's i'm not gonna i don't know if we should call her gaia or anything like that or anything I'm not willing to go on to that, but I do think that a lot of the herb religions were on something with that, being a holistic part of the system. Yeah. And right now, guys, not doing so well because of, you know, some of the, one of the beings in that system was that's able to change the larger system is really unsure, is, is, is trying to balance things, is really bad at it, right? 
I don't think it's necessar necessarily ne nefarious because majority of humans aren't nefariously trying to hurt the earth. Mm -mm. You know, most humans love the green ideas, actually, right? We have yeah, recycle, reduce, reuse. We're huge on that. Um, we want to, we, we want to feel like we're the good guys. We want to, you know, and all these things, right? So, right. Um, it creates but that. We're, we're a bit naive, though. Like, we don't we understand very, the impact of small we're actions. We're still children. We are still children in a lot of ways, you know? Um, we're still a very new species, you know? Um, we're still a very new part of this system. Um, and we only started messing with it in this scale very recently. And we've only started trying to address that very recently, right? So we are still, but we don't have the luxury of time. We have to figure it out like kind of now, right? Things are changing now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that, so I think that's why we have, I, I think that does a lot to, for the collective of consciousness, right? That, that collective anxiety that we're feeling. I think yes. that's, that's a lot to explain that at least, right? Right. Right. I mean, the collective consciousness is a very interesting topic to discuss because there is such thing in the universe as particle entanglement, right? Like at a subatomic level. Yes. And, you know, when you think about that, like we still don't understand fully how that works. Now, I'll admit, I'm not somebody that like thinks that because we don't know, therefore, this must be XYZ. I don't think that way, but it is fun to speculate because, you know, we're still learning about the universe. I mean, Einstein's theory of general relativity has proven to be an iron gauntlet for a century now. Like, it has been virtually unbreakable. It has been so, like, its predictive capacity for how the universe works is just incredible. But that doesn't encompass everything. Like, we have yet to come anywhere close to figuring out how the universe started. Well, there's that very famous photo of his death, right? You know, where that, that, yeah. that chalkboard was not finished. You know, I think that's largely symbolic of what you're talking about here. But his, in, in, Einstein very much was clear, this isn't done. It's not. It, it's this is. We're just at the tip of the iceberg here, my friend. Well, and we're, we're making a lot of, and I, this is where I think the, we're talking about that, that melding between... I'm going to do a, a little haul back from our from our childhood. Um, I think that's what modern day spirit science is actually um, is figuring out the grand universal theory, right? Mm -hmm. of, of merging these, and we're getting some answers actually. And you know, we're with um, especially you know that's what we've done the math, right? That's the issue. That's why we have to have these um, uh, hadron collider experiments, right? That's the whole point of them is because we've done the math, so now we need to like push the physics farther right we need more what the fuck is that so we can figure out more math right literally we're trying right. to figure out more math is because i do think that math is that universal language i think the math is that closest thing that we have to seeing god and to seeing what is a to for being us to understand what is the universe and what it is to be experiencing um, on, on a collective scale on an individual scale i think the best way to, for us to figure out what god is is go to church eat a mushroom um you know whatever you want to eat for you right you know go um uh you know walk the noble truth um or praise allah right seriously though that i think that's way for the on an individual scale for us to figure out what god is but um the collective we the collective me math 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 is there is something there there's something very valuable there 
the concept of infinity the concept of infinity and that's where that's the hard i think that's the interesting thing so we're the universe right that's my spirituality right the mm-hmm. universe right i'm just saying that the monist right what happens if there's another one is that another god is that another pantheon it's just another universe experiencing itself right right and we don't know how our universe works if it's if our universe is on a loop and we don't know if our universe leads to the creation of other universes through black holes. Like it's all speculative, but it's not disproven. So it could be true. We shouldn't. I don't think it, it does us any service to try and find God that way. But I think that on the collective scale, yes, very much so. That's how we find God, right? We need to. We, that is because that I think is if we're if you're able to keep an open enough mind to uh relying on whatever your because like you and me both grew up with abrahamic teachings so that, that's a foundation of my spirituality is abrahamic right um yes. i still hold true like don't kill people right that comes from my abrahamic <laughs> upbringing right and pre-dom before that you know the can what was native to um the canaanite area and all of the early religions that come even past that right so when it comes to like that's that's our, that's our cultural understanding and we need to have that like experiencing god in an individual like that but then it's it's going and up on the macro it's figuring out like what you were just discussing right there right um it's figuring out what those things are because that's how we have those individual languages and that's how we keep moving forward that is what spirit science is is because it's being able to have that open mind of being able to yes i'm experiencing god and how i understand by my meditation by the noble truth pathway but at the same time, like our scientists are trying, what is that? What is, what is the, the goddamn particle, right? Because I do think that universal, if we can meld the two theories between, especially you, you're ta- I'm going to let you talk about a little bit, a little bit more here. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I, I lost where I was going with that one too. So you lost where you're going to go? Yeah, I lost where I was going to go. That was very clear on that one. <laughs> Oh, but that stays well. It's all stays in right here, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here on this spring morning right now with you, looking across the way, and I'm wondering what the hell was in that uh, dewdrop. So, <laughs> right. But that's all <laughs> of, of like asking, like, what is the, that the big questions you were talking about just a moment ago? At least, we'll, let's go back to that one. You're talking about big questions, right? Humans talking, yes. asking the big questions, right? And that's where my podcast gets to do it on an individual level, and your podcast gets to do it on like a uh, on analytical level right mm-hmm. so and we're asking you're helping me understand right now how are we suffering right now and experiencing this transition page of what the reconciling that with my spirituality that's where we're at right now that's where we're at on the descent that's what this pathway is um so i guess that leads me to the next question yes why when you're coming from from that from your perspective on how things and models interact with each other and things interchange with each other why do you think that we are like just like like hurting right now? Why why like, why is the collect like we have this collective unconsciousness is mm-hmm. through this stress? Let's go with that. Why? Yes, that's we're all hurting, and I'm not t- t- telling you to come up with solutions. You don't right. have to have it. What's why do you think we're hurting? Well, I mean, I think I said one of the reasons earlier was that we don't love each other, but there's also the aspect that we don't. I, I feel like. Part of that is we don't see other perspectives. We don't embrace those perspectives. We, I think we live very siloed for the most part. And it's hard to really see a lot of perspectives because like we all have our own bubble, right? Like we don't have, 
Like we don't interact with like millions of people in a year. We might be lucky if we interact with, you know, maybe a couple hundred or a couple thousand, depending on how social you are in a given year, right? So, and I'm just throwing those numbers off the top of my head, but I, I think that we're in our own bubbles. We, we identify with people I disagree that- because I don't, even my enemies for the most part, um, people mm -hmm. like that. So my enemy, right? Someone who's a mm -hmm. proud boy fascist who thinks that like, wants to take away my loved ones' rights. That my who I'm in the current world who I'm identifying as my enemy, right? Yes. Um, I still think that they love them and they their their loved ones, and they're still acting with kindness towards their people and everything like that. I still think that for the most part, those people are still acting with kindness in their daily interactions, just like I act with love thy neighbor, right? Yeah, I think that for the most part. So like now when we're talking about on a God scale, like that macro, right? Like that collective unconsciousness that hurt. That's not, I don't think it's that we hate each other. I don't think it's that it's something as simple as that political, you know, conditions that we find ourselves in right now, because for the most part, I think we all are acting, actually acting with kindness. Yeah. And I, I think in personal interactions we do, but I think that when it's more anonymous or you are biased by what you hear in the media or what you hear from other people, it's easy to typecast people as one way or another. And then you don't really see their side of it. Right. Like I, I feel like that you might have a particular belief about something or someone might have a particular belief about something. And then they like just inherently don't like people that you know, practice that religion or they believe certain things or, or they act a certain way, but when they actually get to know that person, they actually think they're pretty cool, right? They they open up to them. It, it's the same phenomena for me behind the whole keyboard warrior phenomena that you see on the internet. People have so much courage to talk down to people that aren't like them on the internet because they know that they're not having these face-to-face -face interactions. But if they were to actually be face-to-face that's how you get a lot of these problems reconciled because you're having a human conversation. We're more connected than ever with information, but we're more disconnected than ever on a human level. And I think that's the important part here is that we're just organisms. We just want to socialize. We want to connect, but we've grown so massive in scale that we've fragmented and we don't have like really cohesive ways of connecting and interacting with one another so i feel like it's caused a lot of stress and a lot of division like you could change the initial variables i feel like you could change the religions you could change the languages the beliefs society would still probably be at a mess right now with over 7 billion people widespread internet access over consumption of resources these are all things that just drive a lot of stress we're not in harmony with our planet we're not in harmony with each other and i just personally like just from what i know and what i understand like that's how i see it like i just see it that you know if we we're able to take down some of these barriers that society has put in front of us that we would feel a lot happier. We wouldn't be stressed working 40 to 50 hours every week, you know, with only two scheduled off days. You know, we wouldn't feel like we're so disconnected from people on the other side of the world. We don't get to like really travel, visit other people, understand them, their cultures. Um, so not connect with the planet. That's kind of what I see it as. I feel like it's easy to just be siloed and it's easy to be comfortable and then not be open to change or other perspectives of life. What happens then when that mode that you're just talking about right now, this mm -hmm. the, the world that we're living in right now, I think that like, for the, like we're 
while we all are interacting with it, I think for a large part, we're leaving that behind. And I don't think that's like necessarily our choice. No, I mean, we're kind of being pushed in that direction, right? So what does that look like then to you? Like, like what do you, or not, I shouldn't say to you as an individual. Yes. Uh, but I'm also like, as like from like, just human to human, Jared. Yeah. Like if it hurts like that, right. You know, and you're just talking about like these different, these causal, causal models, um, mm-hmm. these behavior changes and uh, like that beautiful rant, <laughs> that beautiful rant that it was, um, Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to. I'm happy to. Always, always happy to that stuff. The point I was trying to say, I think that's why people are grasping on to QAnon. I think that's why people jumped on to Donald Trump. I think that's why, like, I'm on this, wood, you know, individual journey of just trying to, like, figure out what the fuck I am and trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Is that just part of individual enlightenment? Because they want to... Like in some instances, it's kind of like you see that phenomenon where people want to feel like they've taken the red pill with these contra- with these uh, conspiracies, right? And I feel like it helps people. I, I look at it as this again. You can disagree with me, but I view stuff like that as like a shortcut to enlightenment, rather than truly trying to understand the universe, like embracing criticisms or different perspectives, and kind of you know framing and, and strengthening your approach some people just take shortcuts and they say well it's easier to believe that the government is completely messed up and is ruining our lives and again some of that can be true i'm not saying it's not in certain instances but i think it's easy for people like in the you know QAnon community to just go down that rabbit hole because they feel like they've got a a safe space community they feel like they know more than other people they they feel like you know we we're just sheep that we're just being shepherd around and that they're the ones that are enlightened but they're really not like it's not it's not the right approach to seeking enlightenment in my opinion but uh that's just how i see it uh and i think that the universe doesn't know i don't know what that means like what what what, like all these religions um like you you promise us like the concept of like buddha or jesus or Mm -hmm. muhammad always having um the answers and like the the four noble truths and all these things and everything like that i think it comes down to that whatever larger cosmic being or the self-sentiency of the universe whatever that energy manifests is that's a larger sentience than you are because god i hope there is a larger sentience than you or me buddy um but i don't think it knows what the fuck's going on either you know, whatever that yeah. 5D baby, you know, whatever that experience is. <laughs> 5D baby. Um, I, I'm just picturing a, a giant baby that's just floating through fifth dimension. Exactly. Space, that's exactly. Passing through our plane of existence. Born. Just little slices. Right, yeah. Um, constantly being born and reborn. I think that, <laughs> I think it's just, it doesn't know too. And I think that, you know, when we talk about mm-hmm. it, right, you know, where where I am here, staying here on this hilltop, you know, talking with you. That Jesus just it was some dude who just didn't knew, right? Um, and then that yeah. the different iterations of the universe, just like trying to figure out what the fuck is actually happening. Like, yeah, and that's just, but that's been the human experience since day one, Nathaniel. Like, I think, but like, like and I think that's what, and that's exactly what it is. I think it's beyond that. I think it's like. I, I see it with my cat. I see it with, you know, these things like just trying to figure out just like, like, I think it like it's it's more than just the human experience, right? That's the whole point of like, what, the, what I'm trying to get at here is, I think that the collective 
experience doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And it's just on the ride. Yeah, I mean, we're on the journey to the destination, right? That's kind of like my perspective on it. And I mean, would you mind if I took some time to kind of describe my spirituality as we kind of start to get in maybe the last like 10 minutes or so of this episode? Yeah. Okay. So for me, I i mean, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and I, it was funny, I actually had a really unique situation because growing up as a kid, my family was spiritual and religious, but not super religious. Like we never went to church. We never really did a lot of Bible study or things like that. Like we believed in God, but we, you know, weren't really like super invested in it. Right. Then I get older, the recession of 2008 happens. My whole family went through a lot of turmoil and my mom turned to God and Christianity became a huge part of our lives throughout my high school journey. And I remember I got baptized and really learning a lot more about God and religion and things like that in Christianity. And then when I kind of, when I, as I started to get older, got into like college age and everything, I kind of turned my back on Christianity only because I didn't feel like, like have, I didn't feel like having a siloed approach to my spirituality really fit me. Like I embraced the teachings of Christianity to some extent, you know, I, I can appreciate you know, the stories in the epics of the Bible and in Jesus and, you know, everything that it's supposed to do to like frame us as human beings and all, all, you know, the Judeo-Christian values we all know about and all that. I can respect it, but I kind of wanted to take more of a scientific approach with it and not completely disregard a higher power or God, but to think about it from the vantage point that, you know, there could be a, a God, a sentient being, or it, there could just be the universe kind of manifesting itself in life and consciousness. And, you know, I'm, I'm again, I, I'm ignorant. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm not going to claim that I know what I don't know. I'm a third dimensional being. I, I don't know if there's higher dimensions for sure. Science can only speculate on such. We can only speculate on what caused the Big Bang. We know it happened. We have evidence that it happened, but we don't know how, right? Like, there's so many things. Uh, we know that abiogenesis occurred. We don't know what started it. Like, there's things that we just don't understand, but I just think it's because we haven't come to know about, and the knowledge is out there. The universe is a library, and how I view it is that even if there's not a conscious, like, higher power, there, I, I believe that there is a higher power that's really kind of, you know, even if it's just the initial conditions of the universe set in motion, that everything that ever was going to be was already kind of put in a path to be, right? I'm not against free will at all. I, I believe that we have free will, but I, I also think the reason that we're here on this rock today is because of what happened 13 plus billion years ago, right? Like, that's what I believe. And I think that it's totally fine to say that your perspective of the universe and spirituality changes as we know more, as we learn more. Um, but, I mean, do I believe in a big bearded man in the sky? No, personally, I don't. But do I think that, you know, there is nothing? Like, when when we pass on, like, do I think that there's just nothing? Like, I don't know that for sure. Like, I, I feel like that's there is something to be said about consciousness, about someone's soul, about someone's mind, 
that we just don't understand. And I'm not going to, to speculate on it, but like I said, that's just how I view reality that it is, you know, I'm always trying to look for answers through science because I really want to take inventory of what we know and apply that to my view of the universe. Cause I just think for me, it's a beautiful, magical thing to like feel like, like that's how I feel connected to the universe. I feel like I understand it just a little bit more because of what we know and even just what I find in my day-to-day -day interactions and my thought experiments and things like that. It, it always has me kind of questioning like, well, what is out there? And you and me have speculated about it before and talked about what this could all mean and, and based on what we found out, you know, whether it's from the Fermi paradox to nuclear fusion. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my view on it. So. I do consider myself as spiritual, not religious. I know that that can have somewhat of a negative connotation for some people, but you know, I am, I'm also just a man of science. I, I view spirituality differently than, than maybe you do, right? Like, I feel like it is what you make it. And I feel like I don't want to put like a box over myself. I want to just kind of take it from my perspective, which is what my whole podcast is about. And I think that our podcasts really just accentuate our own themes and what we really stand for. So that's my take on it. I love seeing that passion. That was exactly what I wanted from you in that moment. Um, I see like on a human to human level, like seeing that passion, um, mm -hmm. that description of like you, especially like that change of, you know, cause like I came into your life, you know, with your, especially with your mom, she prayed for me many, many times. It was just a normal thing. Right. Um, that's and everything like that and see what that meant for you, like on a human level, like, and that's the way I think, like, gives me the comfort because like, I truly don't think it, like, just like my higher power, I don't think they know what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't think there is some cosmic answer. Right. Um, I think that the universe right. experience itself as human just doesn't know what the fuck it is. I don't think the universe knows what the fuck it is. Right. It's just like, nah, dog, I'm just yeah. poking buttons to seeing what the fuck happens. Um, yeah, I don't feel like the universe has a moral compass, to be honest with you. No, and, but I think it does have principles of self, like, of, like, trying, right? And it's not principles of, mm -hmm. of, of any morality that we understand or even have any conceptualization of, but they keep things in motion, right? That clockworker thing that the founders were Absolutely. talking about, and what you kind of just talked about a little bit too, actually. And I think it gives me comfort is like, and even though that we're experiencing this collective uncomfortability um, right now, that those stories and like what you were just saying of like that individual like growth, that's why it's a, the, the dewdrops feel good in our feet. Because everyone I know is acting with the same tenet that Jesus taught of love thy neighbor. I know that my enemies loving their neighbors too right you know like so if we're talking about on that macro like god scale right now of like trying to figure out everything like that i think that we cannot be comfortable in whatever the hell this collective uncomfortability is right or whatever that awakening moment is that this transition period that we are in as a, as a society and, and as a larger being and as a larger unorganized self we just have to take it seriously because like that's our daily life right but at the same time like it uh that like on that 5d baby that energy that comes <laughs> of, like you like have and the passion of loving your neighbor because like that's what i believe right is like you know, like that like in the like 
that 5D is like the, the, that good of you figure uh, on the precipice of figuring out whatever the fuck you're about to figure out because you're on the precipice of figuring out something big. I feel that Danny's on the precipice of, you know, like figuring out, like just like the, the, the creative things that she's talking about doing right now. It's like, like, I don't, it's, it's not even just the collective anxiety that we're all feeling. I see it as the corrective transition that I'm very excited about because of what it comes on the opportunity afterwards. Um, it's like you're like all these beautiful things. Mm -hmm. How do you reconcile what I had to say about how disconnected we are on a macro scale with, you know, your thoughts on how humans have this intrinsic nature to love thy neighbor? How do you? How do you reconcile that? Like, why is there a disconnect? Like, people that we encounter or people that we know versus people that we don't see, things that we don't see, that we turn a blind eye to. Like, how do you reconcile that in your day-to-day -day life? I don't... I, I, I can't. Like, um... How can we, right? Because I think intrinsically humans are caring beings. I do agree with you 100% there, but I think that... Like I said, part of what gets us in trouble is that, you know, I, I, I think that we could apply that lens to more things, but I think it's just easy to, you know, just stay within like what's comfortable to you, right? It, it, it's uncomfortable to get to know somebody that's not like you, to see their perspective. It's It, it, it causes a lot of anxiety for people, but that's only the initial hurdle. I feel like if we were to overcome that mental obstacle, we would feel so much relief if we all truly interacted as a global society and realized like what makes us beautifully unique and learn from each other and started working together to make this planet a better place like not just you know socially but ecologically and spiritually like we'd be we'd be on the up and up man but i think that just overall the barriers and obstacles between us the technology that kind of drives a wedge between us like it's only adding fuel to the fire and it's kind of just, it's the energy that's pushing us apart. So, and we need to, you know, reconcile that with- I think it's it's because if I can take control real quick and bring it back real, it, it is, the simplest way to say it is because like, to answer your question of how I still go about my daily life, right? I like, I can't control if there is going to be an active shooter tonight or not at work, right? That is not something that I can like, I can react, right? That is in my daily, in, life right i can react and act accordingly so i think that when we're asking ourselves these spiritual questions like and like when we have those like the collective anxiety that we're going to think i think there are larger things that are going to happen right that i don't know what they are though so like i have to just go about my daily life just trying to be a decent fucking not um person right and not be a jerk to mm -hmm. x y and z different person um i need to keep growing and you know try and Sometimes just watch Netflix and chill, right? Um, <laughs> Sometimes just feel the dewdrops in your feet, right? right? You know, and just survive. Yeah, because I do think that like, they're there, whether or not like uh, the orchestrated conspiracy or some god design, or if it is just chaos, it doesn't matter. Something's going to change. Um, and the things that it's inevitable we're all just like we all feel it we, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be anything that uh, you know the one dude's going to be able to call, uh, predict it and good for you for being able to predict it but um i think that realistically it's just us now 
being like, okay, this change happened. But at the same time, like mm-hmm. no change needs to occur. Like, like I think that like if we're really going like this spiritualism on it, like it's just like we can just yeah, like it's the present moment. We should be able to be enlightened right now and just experience everything right now. Woohoo, we did it! Yeah, it's just the present moment. But then what does that add to life, exactly. right? Like it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It's a non starter, like in like actually mm-hmm. like what you're trying to experience right now, right? We did it. Cool. We now let's move forward and actually have to deal with life. But it is like that, like that, like yeah. Something I, I think that something's going to happen. I don't think it's like going to be um, Doomsday Armageddon. I don't think it's going to be the, the Great Awakening or anything no. like that. But I think that you know these the, as we become more aware of ourselves, as we become more sentient on a macro level, and if we are all still just not dicks to each other and act with kindness to each other, yeah, that's that's how I do it on a day to day basis, and that's how I deal with that. That Netscape you were talking about. <laughs> you know how I reconcile just people being dicks and society not being efficient or cohesive? I control what I can control. You know what? I I can't control if other people are good drivers, but I can control if I'm a good driver. I can control if, if I'm stressed, but I can't control if other people are stressed, right? Like, it, it's just... No, and that's... It, it's hard to try to solve those problems when they're beyond you. That's the whole point of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why it's really good like that. I, I titled this a spiritual ramble, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was a path. Like you said, we were walking down a path, you know, and all that. So I think it was beautiful. Thank you. Any closing remarks that you wanted to share? No, I think that it's, I'm very disjointed and I'm trying to figure out like a lot of things like it is, but like, the dude drops do feel very good. And I'm very happy that I was able to have the space with you and you're able to walk through like this ramble that I felt like I needed to get out. So, um, oh, of course. And if you need to do this again, I'm here. Well, no, I think that, like they said, that there's a lot more. This is just, uh, it's just nice to have uh, this experience with you. And I'm very happy that we're going to force the, uh, the four listeners to listen to this too. And, uh, Danny and the other <laughs> listen to me try to make sense of all whether the hell this past hour was yeah well i mean i think there's some gems in here thank you personally i i think that you had you had really good rambles yourself so unless you have any opposition to it i'm just going to go ahead and click the stop recording button now and i appreciate you all listeners thank you for experiencing whatever the hell this was with us thanks for listening about spirituality if this podcast is your cup of tea then please subscribe for the latest freshly brewed ice-cold content. As always, let your thirst for curiosity leave you feeling enlightened.